Hello, everyone. My name is Andrew. Hey, guys. I'm Suzanne. And this is the Culips English Podcast. You're listening to Simplified Speech, the Culips series, which features clear, natural, and easy to understand English conversations about interesting topics. In just a second, I'll be joined by Suzanne. At long last, we have Suzanne back on the podcast, and I can't wait to catch up with her and for you guys to be able to listen in and catch up with Suzanne as well. And what we're going to do in this episode is exactly that. It's been a while since we've chatted with Suzanne, so we'll just catch up with her and learn about what's new in her life. But we'll get to that conversation in just a moment. Before we get started, I want to let you know about the study guide an interactive transcript that's available for this episode for all Culips members. Following along with the transcript and studying with the helpful guide can be really useful in helping you make the most out of the time that you spend with Culips. And our guides and our transcripts are created by our team of expert English teachers to help you in your English learning journey. Now, if you sign up and become a Culips member, you'll also get exclusive bonuses like invites to our monthly live streams, full access to our member-only series, which is called The Fluency Files, and much, much more. To sign up and become a Culips member, just visit our website, culips.com. And at the start of every Simplified Speech episode, we like to give a shout out to one of our listeners who supports us with a five-star rating and a kind review posted to Apple Podcasts or really any podcast app. We try and keep our eyes on all of the reviews from the different apps. And so let's go to the old mailbag here and pull up a review. And yeah, this one looks good. This is the most recent review. It is from Nicolita from Chile. And the review says, very nice. I'm 20 years old. Spanish is my first language. And I just want to say that I love this podcast so much. It's easy to get the ideas and the topics they're talking about and also the vocabulary. So Nicolita, thank you so much for your support and that wonderful review. I'm happy to hear that you're improving your English with Culips. And really, thanks to everybody out there who's been supporting what we do here at Culips by leaving us these amazing reviews and five-star ratings. Please keep them coming, guys. All right, and with that being said, it's go time. Let's bring on Suzanne, and we'll get started with this episode. Here we go. Suzanne, hello. Welcome back. Hey, Andrew. It's good to be back. It's been too long. I think the last time we recorded was in the spring of 2023, and now we're in the winter of 2024. So I don't know how that happened, but too much time, too many months have passed, but I'm glad you're back. It's good to see you again. Yeah, it's really good to see you too. It has been quite a big six to, what is it, maybe about eight months, right? Nine months, something like that. Yeah, eight or nine months. <laughs> so much has happened. Yeah, I'm sure a lot has happened. And unfortunately, it seems like our schedules just really don't line up very well. You're very busy. I'm very busy. And it's hard for us to find a time to record. But we found time today. And what I wanted to do here is just chat and catch up with you. I think a lot of the Culips listeners know what's up with me, what's new with me, because I'm with them every week. 
But that's not really the case with you. They don't know what's going on with you and what's new in your life. So I think because of that, maybe we'll focus more on you than me. But yeah, let's just chat about like what you've been up to over the last little while. So I'll let you take the lead. Where would you like to start? Well, I'll kind of list off some of the big accomplishments and things that have happened over the last nine months. I got married officially in France, which was so fun. And then I also became a Canadian citizen this summer. Welcome to the club. Yeah, officially. I have my passport. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I was able to get my passport in like a week. It was very fast, actually. Surprising. That's very surprising. Yeah. Well, I think whenever you have a trip planned or something scheduled, they expedite it or make it go faster so that you can travel and use your passport. So yeah, so that was great. I had a whole ceremony. It was all on Zoom though, because now since the pandemic, they do it here in Montreal, they do it on Zoom. <laughs> like your your ceremony, right? What do they call it? Swearing you in as a citizen? What Exactly. Your yeah, your oath ceremony. You take an oath. Well, I want to talk to you more about both of these things cuz they're both really interesting and both like huge life events, really. Maybe we could start with the wedding and just back up for a moment because I know in the past we've talked a lot about planning different stages of your wedding. And then because of COVID, you had delays and disruptions. But finally, it all came together. And yeah, maybe you could just tell us a little bit about how it went down and what your experience of getting married in Europe, in France was like. Yeah, you know, it really was great. Yeah, it was stressful because you're living in a whole different continent from where you're going to get married. So there's a lot of mailing stuff over there and <laughs> packing big suitcases and making sure that you double check your list and you have everything you need. And apparently the airline I flew, they allow brides. I don't know if they do that with grooms, but brides are allowed an extra personal item which is your dress. So you don't have to pack your dress in your suitcase. You can have it, you know, on the side in a little garment bag, which was really great. So mine's pretty puffy and big. So <laughs> I had to like tape it down. But still, they put it in the overhead compartment and it counted as my second personal item, which was awesome. Interesting that they do that. That's nice of them, though. Yeah, I was like, oh, phew, because all this stuff is not going to fit. You know, I had gifts for my bridesmaids and I had, you know, all kinds of different dresses for events and clothes and things. So at least it was happening in the summer, which means you don't have to pack big sweaters or large items like ski clothes or something. <laughs> Yeah, that's one advantage to getting married in the summer for sure. Yeah, but oh boy, I must have had like four or five pairs of shoes. I'll tell you what, that takes up a lot of space. But I think we did pretty good and my dog was able to come. I think we talked about that. 
My dog was an emotional support animal and he was able to fly with us and he was right in between us, in the seat between us. And he was so good. He just sat there on the floor and just really enjoyed being on the plane with us, just slept. He also maybe stole a little granola bar from the young woman in front of him. Like she had her backpack at her feet (laughs) and he found a way to get into her backpack and take a granola bar, but she was sleeping. She didn't notice. So we just took that granola bar and threw it out. (laughs) (laughs) A sneaky granola bar. So sneaky. Like, yeah, this is my food. What? What? Why are you looking at me? I'm like, ah, that's not yours. And then also a funny moment was when we arrived in France. My poor dog had not gone to the bathroom in like seven or eight hours, maybe more. And we were looking for our rental car, you know, where we were to go to rent our cars. And we were looking and looking and looking around. And we finally found this woman who looked like an information desk. It was right by the doors to exit. And the doors kept opening and closing and opening and closing. And I think my dog was like, oh, we're almost outside. You know, it's like when you come home from a long day or something and like you have to go to the bathroom so bad and You are almost home and you're like, oh gosh, I have to go so bad. It gets worse because the urge gets worse because you you see, you know that you're going to be home any second. So I think that's what was happening. And the woman said to us in French, she was saying, we need to go to section P2. P2. So I kept saying, okay, P, because she said it, P2, P2 in French. So I was like, okay, but then I had my sister with me. So I, she's like, what does that mean? And I was like, P2, P2. And as soon as I said P2, my dog lifts his leg and pees right there at the information desk, 10 feet away or like two meters about from the door of the exit. And we all were like, I guess Goshi had to pee too, too. (laughs) Yeah, no doubt. He took the instructions very literally. (laughs) Totally, totally. So, but it was really wonderful. We flew with my sister and my nephew and my brother-in-law. It was really nice. We had a whole week before the wedding to be in France and just to relax. And it was actually my birthday also. So that was really nice. And we had a lovely dinner on the beach. And yeah, we just had time to enjoy before the wedding, which was nice, like just with the close family before everyone arrived. And it was really special to have all of my friends from the US, from Canada and stuff, just coming to France, you know? Yeah, it must have been so fun. Like, it's not very often that you get to do that, right? Like, And that's never happened to me. I've never had all of my friends from Canada gather together in somewhere else. Although I heard one of my friends is planning a destination wedding for his wedding. So it might happen in the near future, but I can't imagine that it's a lot of fun. Yeah, I think there's something to be said for that. Like everyone is in a new place. Well, for us, it's not new, but for everyone else, it was like a vacation for them, you know? a special vacation. 
Well, I will say the night before the wedding, I was up to like five in the morning because my dog was sick because the day before the wedding, we had a rehearsal dinner. This is very much an American or North American custom. It's not a custom in France for sure. It's really where you gather like the close family and friends, like very, very close. Maybe it's like 15, 20 people and you have like a big dinner just to celebrate. It's really, honestly, usually you have the dinner after you have the wedding rehearsal, but we didn't really need to rehearse it because we didn't have anything special happening. So yeah, at this dinner, my mother-in-law hired this Catalan man. He's like this old Catalan man who made this like authentic paella I think they say paella, which is funny. I think that's how they say it in France. But anyway, paella, yeah. And paella, for people who don't know, is it's made out of rice, right? It's almost like when I went to Spain, I thought it seemed like the fried rice that we eat here in Korea. It was very similar to me. Yeah. So it's like very savory rice. And there's like seafood usually in it and like some meat, some sausage and um, like spicy sausage and merguez sausage and yeah, like shrimp and different seafood is usually how it is. Delicious all around. Very yummy. And it's a good dish for like a big party because you can just get like a big spoonful and plop it on your plate, you know. And my dog apparently ingested a lot of this food especially shells. He's a hungry dog. Are you giving him enough lunch and dinner, Suzanne? He's stealing granola bars. He's getting into the paella. Yes. Another thing that happened over the last nine months is that Scotia gained 11 pounds, not kilos, pounds, okay? Okay, he's putting on some weight. Yeah, we've had to like go on a diet for him, yeah. So he threw up all of these shells the night before our wedding, many times. So this was interesting. And I got almost no sleep the day before the wedding. <laughs> now, did Scotia have a role to play in the wedding? Yeah. I recently attended a wedding where my friend's dog like brought the rings. He was like the ring bearer, I believe we call it. Yes, this was his job. He was the ring bearer. That was his job as well. Okay. It's very cute. <laughs> yeah, he had a little... A little bow tie and a little clip that the rings were clipped to. Yeah. He was very cute when he was coming down the aisle to give us the rings. He was like, what's going on? And then he just sat down. Like he brought the rings. And we're like, thank you. And then he just sat there. Like, I'm just going to chill up here with you guys. Like just in front of the whole audience there. It was really lovely. So in France, you have to do a civil ceremony and then you do whatever you want. You could go to a church. You could just do whatever ceremony you'd like. But you have to go and be at the mayor's office. And it was so funny because normally this is so boring, Andrew. Usually it's like a transaction. You know, you sign papers. It's like really boring. But in this little small town... They speak zero English. And so in the last moment, the mayor was like, hey, Suzanne's friend who speaks English and French, can you translate for us? And she's like, uh, oh, okay, sure. 
Yeah. And for those of you who know or don't know, translating a ceremony in real time when you didn't practice or don't know anything that they're going to say is kind of hard and, you know, high pressure. Oh, la la. Yeah, just to be put on the spot like that and to have to do it in the moment without any practice or prep. Not a religious ceremony at all, but definitely, you know, there would be some high level like law terms or something thrown in there. So yeah, not your everyday French, right? Sort of special ceremonial French. Yeah, it was so funny. So my friend was like, uh, oui, d'accord. Uh, okay, like, sure. Okay, here we go. And it was so funny. So because there were a lot of Americans there, you know, who didn't speak any English. Any French. Sorry, any French. And sometimes we're like, do they speak English too? No, no, any French, exactly. And so the mayor would go on these paragraphs of French. I mean, long paragraphs of French. And then he'd look at my friend, Anne-Sophie, and she would be like, um, yes, well, uh, you have to make sure that you really respect the children in the family. And it was just like one line, you know, in English. I love that. <laughs> and we were laughing so, everyone was just laughing so hard because clearly she didn't translate everything he said. Right. Cut out all the adverbs, all the adjectives. What's the take-home message? What's the core message? And just translate that, right? Exactly. Core message. Yes. And I got to tell you, it was constant laughter. It was as though it were a sketch on one of those TV shows like Saturday Night Live. We were laughing so hard because this was that her translation was hilarious. And the two of them, the mayor and her, were like a comedy team, you know, the way they were doing this wedding. So we were laughing just it was such a good energy. And then at the end, when it was over, everyone stood up and they're laughing and cheering. And the mayor was like, this is the most entertaining wedding we've had. <laughs> so it was really fun, actually, at the mayor's office, even if it usually is a boring ceremony. So, yeah. That's great. That sounds really funny. It's really nice. So the wedding itself was good as well. And did you do the the civil ceremony? Was that before the wedding or after the wedding? Yeah, it's like right before. So it's the same day, just like a few hours before. And then not everyone comes. Like most people came to the civil ceremony, but most everyone comes to the one that's more the outdoor ceremony. Yeah. So we had like an outdoor ceremony and then we had a cocktail hour with a band and they were so fun. We were all dancing like champagne and stuff and just dancing and dancing. And yeah, it was so much fun. We played some games that people planned for us and a funny video that people made for us. So it was really a lovely time. And we danced until maybe 6 a.m., I have to say the sun was coming up. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. Well, that sounds awesome. I'm glad that, you know, after all of those struggles that you went through planning the wedding, not the cancellation, but the delay and, you know, there's issue after issue, not at all your fault, all 
you know, things that you couldn't really control, but that's still stressful, right? So at the end of the day, to be able to get it done and to have those memories that will last for the rest of your life, that's really special. And I'm so happy that that happened for you. And now you're married. How's married life treating you? Do you notice a difference at all? Does it feel any different? I think the biggest difference is just like when I'm telling a story about Olivier, I use the word husband and I'm always like, oh, my husband, you know, and I think that's kind of the biggest difference, you know? Yeah, I mean, I, I think there are small differences, but we'd already lived together for, you know, like almost 10 years there. So I feel like it felt just a slight change, maybe. I don't know if you felt that way or. Yeah, I think that was the main thing also, you know. Not saying my girlfriend, but saying my wife. It feels a little awkward for like the first six months or so, and then you get used to saying it. And then, yeah, now if I have to talk about the time before we were married and I have to say, you know, at the time she was my girlfriend, then it sounds weird now. So I've completely flipped the script. I've adjusted. That's so funny. And, you know, I tell a lot of the stories in French because I live in Montreal. So I'll say like, mon mari. And for me, it doesn't hold as much meaning for me in French. So whenever I speak in English and I say my husband, I'm always like, oh, I'm still in the, ha -ha, I just said husband moment. But I think it gets less and less. Yeah. People don't find it interesting. They're just like, mm -hmm, yeah, so. And I'm like, husband. And they're like, okay, who cares? <laughs> right. <laughs> novel for you but other people are like okay what's the big deal but yeah i get it it's an adjustment that you need to make for sure that's cool so suzanne maybe we could just quickly talk about your citizenship ceremony because i'm really interested in this too we'll just talk about it for a few minutes before we wrap up but yeah could you tell us like i knew before that you were studying for the citizenship test and all of those things that you need to do to become a citizen. What could you tell us just like, what's the process like? Like, what did you have to go through exactly? Yeah, it was actually pretty easy. I mean, <laughs> what, no, that's funny. I don't know. I, I'm laughing because I think, you know, I'm just comparing it to where I live in Korea now. Becoming a citizen here is like impossible. Really? There's a lot of hoops that you need to jump through to become a citizen of Korea. It's not very easy just because of the immigration policy and different perspective. But yeah, in Canada, I think it's a lot easier. And I guess for you two already being an English speaker, like that puts you at a, a good advantage too. The ceremony was bilingual, but my process, my application was in English because it's federal. So Canada has two, you know, official languages, English and French. So I could do it in English. No problem. I don't know how it is in Korea, but doing the permanent resident application is a lot. That's the hard one. And once you get that, becoming a citizen is pretty easy. It's really just a matter of taking the steps. And they're not very difficult. And now that you can apply online, it's so easy. They lay it out quite well, meaning that all the directions and instructions are very clear. There's places to upload all of your files and information. So it's quite easy. It's really the permanent resident application that feels like you're writing a book about your life and jumping through more hoops. 
So once you have that PR, you can apply for your citizenship. And yeah, I was so nervous about the test and I got one wrong. I got one wrong on the test. Do you remember the question that you got wrong? Kind of. I don't remember the guy's name, but it was basically whether or not he was the first Canadian to fight against slavery. And the thing is, it kind of was a little tricky. The way it was worded was a little bit tricky. And so I couldn't remember because the year that they put on it, I was like, this seems too late. It seems too late. And I think also in my American history, I kind of got a little confused by the timeline. So I put true and then it was a true and false question, which the wording can be tricky because I was like, well, this is true. It is him and it is this, but I don't think the date is right. Anyway, it was true. And I said false. Well, hey, only one wrong. That's pretty good. That's almost a perfect score. What are the kinds of questions they ask you? It's mostly about history and politics and like famous Canadians that kind of stuff? Do they ask you questions about the laws of Canada or the culture of Canada? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Like your rights and requirements as a citizen. One of my favorite moments was that one of my questions, the answer was a beaver. And I was really excited about that. It was what um, is on the five cents. Is it five cents? Yeah, the nickel is a beaver. Exactly. The nickel. It's a beaver. Yeah. And I was really excited that I was like, I get to answer beaver. This is so Canadian. So that was really fun. There's questions about when a province became a province, kind of the laws, the codes, you know, the influence of the British, how we're a commonwealth of, of England and stuff like that. So there's a lot of history and stuff. Honestly, I kind of forgot a lot of it. Since I took the test, maybe I need to review it. <laughs> like most of us who take tests, right? We know it all the day before, and then we write it, and then we forget it. But to be honest with you, I don't think too much of that is important for being a good citizen. So, yeah, that's awesome, Suzanne. Congratulations. And I have to ask you, did you have to give up your American citizenship, or are you allowed to be a dual citizen? Yeah, I'm allowed to have two citizenship. So I have American and I have Canadian. My American citizenship does not allow for three. Like I could become a French citizen now that I'm married to Olivier or a European, but I don't think I'm allowed to be American and have two other citizenships. I need to check that law. Maybe it's changed, but I can. I have both passports and when I travel to the U.S., I bring both. So I use my American passport to get into the U.S., and then I use my Canadian passport to come back <laughs> so that it's easier. And I guess now, like, maybe, I don't know, maybe you could visit countries like, I don't know, if Cuba still has, a, like, a ban on Americans visiting, maybe you could use your Canadian passport <laughs> to visit Cuba or something like that. Yeah, maybe I can go to Cuba with my Canadian passport. <laughs> sure. I know, I, I can't remember exactly where it was, but some country my wife and I were thinking about visiting and Canadians could have three months of visa-free entry, but Koreans could have six months of visa-free entry. Oh, and also when we visited Vietnam, my wife didn't need to get a visa, but I needed to get a visa. So 
yeah, sometimes there are advantages to different countries' passports, right? And you got a good set in your stack now. Totally. Well, even U.S., Canada, like, you know, you can stay six months both ways as well. It does hold its privileges, right? But yeah, and the ceremony was really fun, and I had to sing the song. We sang, Oh, Canada. Yeah, I was going to ask, did you have to sing the national anthem? Yeah, but I had to sing it in French and English, so it was both. And I have to take an oath to King Charles, because now the queen is no longer alive. So I had to raise my hand and take an oath to pledge allegiance to King Charles and all of his heirs. Wow, that's wild. That's wild that they make you do that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That was wild. That was really intense because as an American who like, you know, in American history, they fought to be independent from England. So then I was like taking the oath. I was like, oh my gosh, this is weird. But they reeled you back in. (laughs) Yeah, but it was fun. And uh, it was very moving, actually, like singing the song and all of us. There were like 180 of us on the Zoom. (laughs) It was quite fun. So and I decorated Olivier bought me like flags and stuff. And I like wore red and white and I decorated behind me on the Zoom so that I could be very festive and patriotic. That's cool. Yeah, it was cool. It was very cool. Well, you've been busy, Suzanne, over the last nine months. A new marital status, a new passport. That's awesome. Glad to hear you're doing well. Yeah, thank you, Andrew. Thanks, guys, for listening to the the whereabouts of Sue, of Suzanne. <laughs> <laughs> and we promise that it won't be another nine months before we have you back on the show for another episode, Suzanne. Come back soon, okay? That sounds good. <laughs> So that's going to bring us to the end of this episode, everyone. We have another one in the history books. Thank you for learning English with me and Suzanne today. I had a great time and I hope you did too. And now we want to throw things over to you. Do you have a question or a comment about this episode? If you do, the best place to leave your comment or question is in our Discord community. You can join our Discord for free just by following the link in the description for this episode. And our Discord is the place where Qlips listeners hang out. We practice our English together, we make new friends, we share about our culture, and most importantly, we improve our English together. So if you haven't joined us on Discord yet, what are you waiting for? Come on over and leave a comment or question if you have one. If you enjoy learning English with Qloops, we'd really appreciate your support. The best way to support us is by signing up and becoming a Qloops member. But there are other ways you can support us as well, such as telling your friends to listen to Qloops, leaving us a five-star rating and a nice review on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast app, following us on Instagram or YouTube, or by joining our Discord community. So that's it for me for now, but I'll be back soon with another brand new Q-Loops episode, and I'll talk to you all then. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>